Afternoon, folks. This is Jesse Cope. We're back for another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well. Wherever you are, hope your families are well. Thank you so much, as always, for taking the time out of your busy day to join us here. I know that y'all have a million other things going on, so I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me ramble on for a few minutes. And for those of y'all that share the podcast, that have subscribed to it, I'm extremely grateful for that as well. And for those of y'all that have started to share the little video clips on Facebook and Twitter and other places, I appreciate that as well, folks, very much. If you heard in the background, our rooster is making himself known today. He does that quite frequently, actually. Uh, at any rate, that's about all we got right now. The dogs are laid up under the house. It's a pretty warm day, very humid here. Uh, temperature's been kind of all over the place, but at any rate, we'll get going. We're going to go back and revisit a few episodes back. I can't remember when exactly. We talked about a court case from the end of the 19th century, and it had to do with talking about how America is a Christian nation, Supreme Court case. And I think it's really relevant for a number of reasons. Obviously, it's the Supreme Court, and so it goes directly against the decisions in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and, and after that about using that separation of church and state phrase incorrectly, purposefully using that to create this wall of separation that was never intended by the founders or subsequent generations and really has done so much damage to our nation and our institutions, politics, education. And so I want to go back to this case because we, we didn't even get through probably a quarter of the examples in that case about how America was a Christian nation. And so this case is from 1892, I believe. I'm going to double check that real quick. Yeah, and it is the Holy Trinity Church versus the United States. And this is Justice Brewer delivering the opinion of the court. And one part of his commentary, we spoke about this last time, but just to give you a little framework. He said, beyond all these matters, he had already stated some things in his opinion. So we're starting kind of partway through, but beyond all these matters, no purpose of action against religion can be imputed by any legislation, state or national, because this is a religious people. This is historically true. From the discovery of this continent to the present hour, there is a single voice making this affirmation. And so last time we talked about some of the early examples, we talked about the commission of Christopher Columbus. Uh, we talked about some of the colonial grants from different kings and queens. And in a lot of these folks, they specifically talk about Christianity. So not only is this affirming 
that it's a religious people in a general sense, but it's, it's specifically affirming that America is a Christian nation. And so what I want to do today is just read through a few more examples, and then we'll talk about them a little bit after I've read through them. So we stopped. He had kind of come up through time from the commission of Christopher Columbus all the way to our declaration of independence and the comments there about the creator, supreme judge of the world, which is always fascinating to me when you see people today try and say that this isn't a Christian nation. It takes a gross amount of ignorance or malevolence to make that statement when you start off in the Declaration of Independence with our founding fathers looking to God for guidance and protection. And based on that founding generation, knowing that they're talking specifically about God the Father of Jesus Christ, not Allah or Mother Nature or some random deity. So, Justice Brewer continues at this point, if we examine the constitutions of the various states, we find in them a constant recognition of religious obligations. Every constitution of every one of the 44 states contains language which either directly or by clear implication recognizes a profound reverence for religion and an assumption that its influence in all human affairs is essential to the well-being of the community. This recognition may be in the preamble, such as found in the Constitution of Illinois, 1870. And that Constitution from Illinois here says, We, the people of the state of Illinois, grateful to Almighty God for the civil, political, and religious liberty which He hath so long permitted us to enjoy, and looking to Him for a blessing upon our endeavors to secure and transmit the same unimpaired to succeeding generations, etc. A couple things here I want to point out in Justice Brewer's commentary. One, he says earlier, either directly or by clear implication. I think this is one of the areas where the people today that want to try and promote this mythological separation wall of separation of church and state it's it's either really ignorant folks or it's just so dishonest because they take what is clearly implied in our founding documents and the commentary and the voting of our founders that this is a christian nation even if it's not explicitly stated it they're clearly implying it And they twist it and they pretend like since they didn't explicitly state it, that that's not what they intended. And just just reading through these commentaries, and hopefully y'all have gotten this a little bit more and more as we go through quotes of our presidents and founders and even later on, you know, Lincoln and Grant and all the way up through Reagan and business leaders and clergy and congressmen and representatives and Supreme Court justices again and again and again, they make clear that this is a a moral and religious people is what we need, that this is a a nation founded on the principles of Christ and it can only function with that. And and they're talking, even again, 
getting kind of spun up here, folks, but it's just, it's hard to have an honest conversation, if not impossible, when people refuse to acknowledge what's clearly implicit, if not explicit, in, in the commentary and documents and voting and actions of our founding generation. And I think that that was really important. Justice Brewer made that comment, clear implication. You've got to be honest enough, folks, to acknowledge, for example, in the Declaration of Independence, when they're talking about a creator, that founding generation overwhelmingly was Christian in nation. And so when they were talking about a creator, when they were talking about freedom of religion, whether you wanted to serve God or not serve God or how you wanted to, they were specifically talking about the different sects of Christianity, right? I say it every episode, I'll say it again. The founders weren't saying you had to be Christian in order to be American, but they were saying that our government, our republic was founded on those principles. In order for it to work, we had to have a people that followed those principles of Christianity, not Again, not Allah or Mother Nature or Buddhism or Hinduism or some random deity, but specifically the principles of Jesus Christ. So we'll keep going here. This is Justice Brewer again. It may be only in the familiar requisition that all officers shall take an oath closing with the declaration, so help me God. It may be in clauses like that of the Constitution of Indiana, 1816, that states, the manner of administering an oath or affirmation shall be such as is most consistent with the conscience of the deponent and shall be esteemed the most solemn appeal to God or in provisions such as are found in Articles 36 and 37 of the Declaration of Rights of the Constitution of Maryland, 1867, that, as it is the duty of every man to worship God in such manner as he thinks most acceptable to him, all persons are equally entitled to protection in their religious liberty. Wherefore, no person ought by any law to be molested in his person or estate on account of his religious persuasion or profession or for his religious practice unless under the color of religion he shall disturb the good order peace or safety of the state or shall infringe the laws of morality or injure others in their natural civil or religious rights nor ought any person to be compelled to frequent or maintain or contribute unless on contract to maintain any place of worship or any ministry, nor shall any person otherwise competent be deemed incompetent as a witness or juror on account of his religious belief, provided he believes in the existence of God and that under his disposition dispensation such person will be held morally accountable for his acts and be rewarded or punished, therefore, either in this world or the world to come. He continues, folks, and it goes on. I know that that was quite a bit there. A couple things that you can unpack from that, though, are 
again, just state after state having God in their constitutions or declarations of rights or their oath of officers, right? That's still present in the military today. All of this just adds to the body of evidence that this is a godly nation, a Christian nation, and can only function as such. Uh, The commentary there I thought particularly interesting from this quote was, so long as the, the person believes in the existence of God, right? So what they're saying right there is they were talking about competence or incompetence as a witness or juror. They've got to believe in God. That has to be something that they proclaim. And so this idea that this country was founded based on separation of church or state, that they didn't want your faith in God and Jesus Christ anywhere near government or courts or politics or institutions. It's just, it's ludicrous, folks. It's just not factual. It's not based on the evidence from our country for decade after decade, century into century. It's a very, this myth of separation of church and state is modern and it's not true. So, we'll keep trying to go through a few more of these. This is again from, in case y'all are joining partway through or you've forgotten, this is an 1892 court case from the Church of the Holy Trinity versus the United States, and this is Justice Brewer. He's giving the majority opinion for the court. Or... Like that in Articles 2 and 3 of Part 1 of the Constitution of Massachusetts, 1780. It is the right as well as the duty of all men in society, publicly and at stated seasons, to worship the Supreme Being, the great Creator and Preserver of the universe. As the happiness of a people and the good order and preservation of civil government essentially depend upon piety, religion, and morality. And as these cannot be generally diffused through a community, but by the institution of the public worship of God and of the public instructions in piety, religion, and morality. Therefore, to promote their happiness and to secure the good order and preservation of their government, The people of this commonwealth have a right to invest their legislator with the power to authorize and require, and the legislature shall from time to time authorize and require the several towns, parishes, precincts, and other bodies politic or religious societies to make suitable provision at their own expense for the institution of the public worship of God and for the support and maintenance of public Protestant teachers of piety, religion, and morality in all cases where such provision shall not be made voluntarily. Good Lord, folks. I mean, that specifically says that the government has a responsibility in different parishes, precincts, districts, counties, whatever you want to call it. And of course, this is and this is up in Massachusetts, right? Which I always mispronounce and y'all can all laugh at me. while well, my wife does, so never fear. Uh, but they're saying that the government has a specific responsibility and duty to fund these 
the, the spreading of knowledge. You want to talk about a tie-in to the fact that we need the Bible and God and Jesus Christ in public education. They're saying they have a duty to diffuse this knowledge, to spread this knowledge of piety, religion, and morality. And then they go a step further even when they're talking about God. They talk about specifically Protestant teachers. This is Christianity, and they're saying that the government has a responsibility to educate their people when the people don't do it voluntarily. So we're going to end on this one because I've kept y'all for long enough, and I know I'm getting spun up here, folks, but I wouldn't get spun up about it if we didn't need to. People don't want to talk about this, and yet our country's falling apart around us. And the reason it's fallen apart is because we have rejected the founding faith and principles based on Jesus Christ. We've stepped further and further and further away. And then we want to look up and go, I don't know how this happened. I can't understand. I can't understand why our kids are committing suicide. I can't understand why we have rampant sexual immorality in our country. Why we have rampant divorce in our country. Why we have all these mental health issues in our country. Why we have all these problems. I don't understand. Where did this racism come from and bigotry? Well, folks, when you step away from the principles of Jesus Christ, something else is going to fill the void. Our republic was founded on these principles. She has not always lived up to them. But those are the times when we've gotten into trouble is when we've strayed away from our founding principles, just like we're doing right now. And this court case, Justice Brewer's opinion, It's not just a matter of this one court case because he went all the way back to Christopher Columbus and picked example after example after example of documents and quotes, mottos, declarations of rights, constitutions for states, colonial grants that show that this land was founded as a religious land and particularly a Christian land, folks, and we got to get back to it. Have to. I can't say that enough. That's the whole game right now. It's not politics. It's not who we elect the next cycle. If we don't take this back in culture and education, we're never going to get there with politics. So <clears throat> we didn't get through all of it, not even close. So we'll come back to it again at some point down the road. I hope that y'all got a little something out of it today. I appreciate y'all staying with me. Uh, Just keep adding to your body of knowledge, folks, again and again, just so that even if you're not the type of person that's confrontational, which is great, that even in that instance when somebody else tries to say, well, this isn't a Christian nation, you have so much information that you've listened to and retained that you know in your mind and heart that that's absolutely not true. And whatever your sphere of influence is, as Henry said, remember that righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any nation, right? Grant used that same proverb. Hope that y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever is left of your day, folks. Thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you for those of y'all that are sharing and subscribing and giving feedback it's it's truly encouraging folks when y'all 
when y'all send me that encouragement or make these comments when you it it, it helps a great deal it helps a great deal so thank y'all so much and we will talk to y'all again real soon